Did you park in the first spot you see at the grocery store? Do you check every phone notification the minute you receive it? Or do you check emails as soon as you open your laptop? If yes, it could mean that you are prone to procrastinating. And if you're wondering what is procrastination, that is exactly what we're talking about in this fantastic episode of the Elevated Entrepreneur podcast. We're talking about why we procrastinate and how we can overcome this feeling of procrastination. So grab your headphones, turn up the volume, oh, and grab a cup of coffee, and let's cue the music. Hey there, welcome to the Elevated Entrepreneur Podcast. This podcast is designed specifically for entrepreneurs and founders to implement winning habits, mindset, and systems so they can elevate their entrepreneurship game and quit the hustle game. My name is Diren Bhatia. Let's get started. Now let's talk about procrastination first. And if you checked out the episode before this one, we talked about procrastination. And procrastination is typically considered to be the opposite of procrastination. So what is procrastination? Well, that is the inclination to complete tasks quickly just for the sake of getting things done sooner rather than later. People answering emails immediately rather than carefully contemplating what that response might be. People paying their bills as soon as they get it rather than saving interest income. Or people grabbing items as soon as they enter the grocery store and then lug those items all the way to the back of the grocery store and then collect more items and then bring those very items back to the front of the store and make payment. All very good examples of procrastination. Now, procrastination itself is a relatively new term. It was coined in 2014 by a psychology professor named David Rosenbaum. And he coined this term in his study that he published in 2014. Professor David Rosenbaum defines procrastination as a tendency to work on tasks at the earliest opportunity, even if it means more work or comes with extra cost. What's really interesting is how he discovered this phenomenon called procrastination. He ran an experiment with a set of college students and he took them into an alleyway and in that alleyway, there were two sets of buckets on either side. And the instructions that were given to the students were that they had to pick up buckets as they walked along this alleyway and get to the end of that alley. What's really interesting about this study is that the students actually picked up the buckets that were closer to the start of the alley, despite having buckets placed closer to the end of the alley. And when the students were asked why they picked up the buckets so early on in the alleyway, they said they wanted to finish the task as soon as possible, even though picking the nearer bucket did not help in this regard and simply meant they had to expend more physical effort. And as I was reading the results of this survey, I was thinking about all the times where I jump into action without thinking, whether that's responding to an email as soon as I receive it, or maybe receiving a WhatsApp notification and jumping to respond to that without even thinking through my response. Which led me to ask the question, why is it that we procrastinate? Why do we tend to jump ahead and go into action? As I was doing more research, I also learned that ironically, the ultimate cause of procrastination is the same as procrastination, and that is the alleviation of that painful emotion. And I discovered that there are three reasons why us humans tend to procrastinate. The first one being the survival instinct. 
for most of our history as a species, going after low-hanging fruit in life probably made a lot more sense than putting things off in order to gain a long-term reward. Who knows, I might not survive that attack by that lion, so it makes sense for me to go grab my easiest available meal. Or what if all of our next few hunting trips are going to be unsuccessful, so I'd rather gather all my food at this very moment and start saving. And because our brains have spent hundreds and thousands of years enduring under these circumstances and only a couple of hundred years under the relatively safe circumstances of our current life, putting off the easy, small stuff is going against the biological thought process. Another reason we tend to procrastinate is because we think in terms of time management versus energy management. We think time management versus energy management. We think time management versus energy management. A lot of that has to do how we are conditioned about productivity. We are taught that managing our time is the most effective way of getting things done. So if you only have an hour, it makes sense that you do all of the easy stuff first. However, it's actually about energy management more than it is time management. If you are able to conserve your energy, you can get a lot more work done, which is why a lot of people tend to get their best creative work done when they're up early in the morning, when they have a lot of that creative energy versus doing this later on in the day when they have less of that creative energy. Another good reason that we tend to procrastinate, simply cheap satisfaction. Research has shown that we get a lot of pleasure when we check off things on our to-do list, which is why we gravitate towards all of the easy stuff and we want to check off that box on our to-do list. And that is what gives us the most pleasure, the feeling of completeness, the feeling of actually doing something, even though that may not be the most productive item on that list. That actually also makes a lot of sense because psychologically, we are happier when we are actually doing things, when we are busy doing the itsy bitsy things versus waiting planning and thinking about some of the bigger things that we need to do. So we are always action faking or we're tending to do things that are not really high up on the important scale, but are low hanging fruit and that give us this sense of happiness. This give us this sense of being productive. And one final reason why I think we tend to procrastinate is because we don't tend to connect our tasks to our goals. We don't connect our short-term goals to our long-term goals and we tend to do a lot of the things that really come to us in the, in the heat of the moment, that come to us last minute and we just get those things done and checked off our list, whether that's going to dance class, learning drawing, and just because you wanted to learn Spanish, you took it on, but now you realized that was not the most important thing that you need to do at this very moment in time. So I'm gonna give you four easy ways that you can use to stop procrastinating if you are, or stop doing things ahead of time, knowing that doing them later is going to give you more benefit. But before I tell you those four tips, here's what I want you to remember. As with any change, any habit that you're trying to create, understand where and what those patterns currently are. Where are you actually procrastinating? Do you procrastinate at work? Do you procrastinate in your personal life? Or are there certain types of project or working with certain people that causes you to do things much sooner than they need to be done? And you can do this very easily by creating what I call a procrastination note on your phone or in your notebook. Write down the things where you tend to procrastinate. As you do them, write them down, jot them down and start seeing the patterns in your daily life. And this way, you'll have a much better lay of the land 
and you'll be in a much better place to tackle your procrastination habit. So let's talk about how you can control this habit. The first one really is the same as procrastination is prioritizing your tasks. If you are able to jot down all your to-dos, all your projects and start prioritizing them and connect them even to your longer range, one year, three year or your five year goals, I think a lot of that will help alleviate some of this pressure and feeling that you have to do things sooner than needed. The second way that you can try is weighing the pros and cons of starting early. If you've got two presentations due at the same time, you can weigh out the pros and cons of doing one each at that moment in time and seeing which one actually has a lot more benefit in terms of efficiency and effectiveness when doing that one project. Another one is practicing emotional tolerance. Although procrastination takes many different forms, ultimately it's about the emotion. Whether it's hoping for that little hit of satisfaction or dopamine that comes from crossing off that tiny to-do list item or the alleviation of major anxiety, procrastination is always about emotion. And that means working through procrastination will always involve working through difficult emotion. And the best way to do this is to slowly but systematically work to increase our emotional tolerance. A good analogy for this is think about the time that you started going to the gym. When we're brand new at the gym, our tolerance for physical exertion is very less. When we are on the treadmill, we can barely run for five minutes. But as we start going to the gym more often, we tend to increase our endurance and our ability to handle physical exertion even for longer duration. We are able to now handle physical exertion for longer periods of time. Similarly, emotional tolerance can be increased through regular practice. However, us humans tend to shy away from negative emotions, especially when we're feeling tense or we're feeling stressed out about work, we tend to get away from these emotions as fast as possible. The idea here is that you need to work through that emotion. So the next time you're feeling stressed about a task and you're just jumping in your seat to get that task done, take a moment, pause and ask yourself why you're looking to get this task done so quickly. Sitting in that uncomfortable emotion for a minute is going to force you to think through it. And slowly, you're going to be able to build up your emotional tolerance so that you can actually power through negative emotions, especially that feeling of anxiety that pops up every so often. And the last item on my list on how you can avoid procrastination is by actually scheduling your task. If you are able to plan out your projects, a year in advance, six months in advance, you're going to have a lot more clarity on what needs to get done when, on what particular tasks need to get done in what order. And that way, you're not going to be jumping at your heels and getting things done sooner than they need to be. Or you're not jumping ahead in queue and doing things just because you feel like doing them in that very moment. So seeing that connection to the bigger picture is going to be very helpful by simply scheduling your tasks, your projects and your to-dos. So a quick recap on the four different ways that you can stop from procrastinating. Number one is prioritizing your task. Number two is weighing the pros and cons of starting your task early. Number three, practice emotional intelligence. And number four, scheduling your tasks and your projects. And the last one is scheduling your tasks and your projects in relation to your long-term goals. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you in the next one. Thank you and much love.
And remember, if you like this episode, you can always send me a voice note by going to elevatedentrepreneur.fm slash speak and send me your comments, your thoughts or your opinion and tell me how good or how bad this episode was. Thank you so much for staying with me till the very end of the episode. You've done it. I've got three specific asks for you. Only if you think that this podcast is worthy of your support and if you've enjoyed the content. My first request is for you to hit the subscribe button. Actually smash that subscribe button so that you can get notified when new episodes come your way. Or if you haven't already, head on over to elevatedentrepreneur.fm and subscribe to the podcast on the website so that new episodes are emailed to you right away. My second request is for you to help me spread the word with your friends and families and business owners that would enjoy this podcast and help elevate them too. You can do that either by leaving a review on your Apple device or just telling your friends how cool this podcast is. And finally, if there's a question that you've been dying to ask me or if there's pieces of feedback that you'd like to give me, head on over to elevatedentrepreneur.fm slash speak where you'll be able to record a voice message that I can listen to and also maybe feature here on the podcast together with my answer. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Much love. And I'll see you in the next one.